This is the Infinite Pixels Podcast, and I'm Ryan. What's your name? I'm Jordan. All right. What are we talking about this week? Uh, wait, I have to answer that? It's not my game? No. Okay. Well, yeah. It's, uh, we played a sick game called Donkey Kong Country. Hell yeah, it is sick. It's so sick that it's uh, still very popular to this day. For anyone who doesn't know, Donkey Kong Country came out in 1994 on the Super Nintendo. Done. Everyone knows what this game is. It's a 2D side-scroller. Let's jump into it, Jordan. Okay. Who developed this game? Rare. Are they just called Rare? Yeah, they're just called... Or I think they were called Rareware at one point, but at this point they were just called Rare when Donkey Kong Country came out. Okay. And now they're owned... At the time they were, they were independent. Now they're owned by... The evil Microsoft. Michael Soft. Michael Soft. And uh, actually, after Donkey Kong Country came out, I think, or maybe right before it, Nintendo bought like 49% of the shares in, of Rare. Or like 51%. They the didn't majority. buy all of it, though. No, they didn't. They dragged their ankles on that, or yeah. dragged their feet, and they could have had a really cool... They could have had Banjo-Kazooie forever and said... The last Banjo-Kazooie game was Nuts, Nuts and Bolts, and I like that game, but everybody else was like, this game's bad! No one no one at large liked that game. But this game, uh, Donkey Kong Country, have, have you played this first one, Donkey Kong Country, yeah. before? Yeah. What, what was the context with which you played it? I played it on the Game Boy Advance oh. in probably elementary school or like middle school. Nice. Definitely in, in I, I'm pretty sure elementary school, because I probably would have played it. At like we had like a daycare esque like thing that you would go to at the beginning of uh, elementary school and then at like the end of elementary school mm-hmm. and we would bring our video games there and play them and the okay on Game Boy Advance did yeah. you beat it oh, fuck no <laughs> fuck no as a kid I guess it would I be. mean one it wasn't my game but also like I, I did, like I didn't have four hours to be it like there were people who were like. You know, you would trade games all the time and like mm. let your friends play whatever. And there would always be like, "Oh, don't delete my file," but people would delete files all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you're a kid. Yeah. And also, I I bet it would be tough on. I mean, this is just like a pretty challenging game uh, at certain points. Yeah. But I'm at especially to a kid, and especially on a Game Boy Advance, when like you know we played it on the Nintendo Switch Online, uh, which you get this game for free if you have Nintendo Switch Online. And with that, you can always rewind if you want to. You can have save states. It's basically um, an emulator. So it's way... It can bring the difficulty of the game down a lot. Uh, So yeah, playing it on Game Boy Advance or on the original Super Nintendo would probably take a lot longer than the four hours that is required to complete the game. But uh, I played this game. My friend had it. Um, so it was present in my life, but I didn't... I never owned it, even though I did own a Super Nintendo from a young age. Uh, I'm much more familiar with the second Donkey Kong Country game. That's, I'm looking at the cartridge for I, Donkey Kong Country. I too. have the cartridge right here. I think this is the second podcast where this cartridge has come up. Yeah, because it's just been sitting here. Yeah, it's in, sitting in here, the room we record, waiting for us to talk about it. Behind it is Yoshi's Island, which I would rather talk about because it's a better game. I'll talk about that too. <laughs> uh, that's a, an interesting comparison because both Yoshi's Island and Donkey Kong Country One and Two have very unique graphics. Um, but the, the second game is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, this game is not one of my favorite games of all time. This really? first one. But I did play it growing up at a friend's house. Um, so I, I have a fondness for these first two games. And the third one I played on Game Boy Advance years later as well. Uh, 
I know everybody's like, these are all classics. We'll love all of them. They're, I, I watched a completionist video on it, and he was like, sure. I'm gushing about this game. It's so good. I yeah. love it. People love these games. And I am like, I am, I'm like, I don't have like any love for this game whatsoever. No nostalgia. Uh, other than the music. The music, this is a, if you rate this game uh, just the music alone, it's a 10 out of 10. Agreed. It is, it is one of the best, one of the best, uh, soundtracks of all time yeah it's it's fantastic this is a game that um you it's it's a 2d um side-scrolling you know action platformer so you can definitely play it with like a podcast on in the background or like your own music if you want to uh because it's not horribly like complex control wise but uh it you'd be doing it a disservice if you didn't listen to the soundtrack because it's amazing and uh, it's amazing for a number of different reasons but uh before we get to that what did you think, sitting down to play this game? Like, what were you expecting? I went, oh my god, I have to play this fucking game again. I don't <laughs> want to play would. it. I knew you would. Yeah, because uh, I, I love platformers. Uh, I like, you know, I, I played a lot of platformers growing up. Super Mario Brothers, uh, and um, that's it. No, um, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers and. And fucking, why can't I think of other platforms? Did you play Sonic? Uh, yes, I liked Sonic as a kid. I don't like it as much as an adult. Um, and uh, and other platformers. I, other platformers. Donkey Kong. Oh no, shit! Uh, shit. Uh, I've mean, been found out. There was um, the Yoshi games. I mean, uh, you've played platformers. Yeah, like Yoshi. Like I mean, I mean, like even I, now, you've played Celeste, right? Yes. Yeah, I beat Celeste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game's fucking hard. I mean, growing up, platformers were like the dominant gaming genre. Yeah, like I, I, I liked a lot of uh, a lot of platformers. Um, so, uh, and like later on in like college and uh, or in high school and college, like playing stuff on like Xbox Live Arcade, like Explosion Man or whatever, mm. um, Super Meat Boy. You know, I, 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 stuff. I uh, platformers are great, but um, uh, I, I, I don't think I knew the or how to articulate how why why I didn't like the why I don't like this game as much comparatively to something like Super Mario World, which I think is the best, like, platformer. Sure. Like, the peak of, like, hey, this is... If you're going to say, like, all-time, like, platformers, to me it's, like, Super Mario World, probably. Um, and uh, I think it's because with this game, uh, you're on uh, 2D playing with 3D graphics, blah, blah, blah. The, the, in, in this game, it's the the camera that you have that's aimed at donkey kong and diddy kong is really 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 zoomed in comparatively to something like super mario world um and uh it's it's it it feels like a game when i was playing i was like this game would benefit from a wide screen and on the emulator that you're playing it on it it's just like uh a uh, it should be, what is it, four by three? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I've played it mostly, like, handheld on Switch, um, but it would be whatever the four by three is, just a square, not, not a, a, uh, it's not a widescreen, wide screen. Yeah. like it should be. And, um, uh, like, it, like, it feels like Donkey Kong is way, like, on the left-hand side, but it's super zoomed in, and the camera moves fast... But the enemies that are on the right-hand side of the screen move pretty, like, they move not faster than you, but oftentimes I felt like they would move at a, they they would, they would come from the right-hand side of the screen 
and I wasn't able to tell, oh, here's where they are, like, and uh, where they're coming from. Like, in Super Mario World, uh, or, like, even Super Mario Brothers, you're, you're like, okay, like, I'm, I'm not running toward the screen and not all the way on the right, and then the camera moves. Mm. Like, it's like, I'm pretty further on the left-hand side, and, like, you're still on the left in this game, but, like, you can be in the center, and the camera won't move. And, like, the uh, like the startup time to get the camera to move to the left or right is, like, way, way left. Like, it doesn't feel like there's as much lead-up to, to get to the point where the camera moves. So, oftentimes, like, I would, uh, I like the and like this whatever one of the last worlds there's like a poison swamp level and like that level i was like this is so fucking annoying because i would like i would move uh my character forward like i would swim and then uh like like a piranha would like i would just come out and kill me and i'd be like i didn't have any way to know where or to know where that was i had to either stay really really like far back or like on the left or like in like the center about which you know you have a chance to or i have to memorize this kind of the speedrunner approach and yeah. it did not feel good going back and playing it I, I think a lot of games from this era like 2d action platformer games from from this time period they they can have that problem of just, like, bullshit coming at you from off the screen that you can't really see. Um, like, there was definitely, especially in that swamp level that you're talking about, there's times where I'm swimming, and uh, in that level there's big, uh, you know, metal... They're not metal. There's big, like, wheels, like, spiked wheels that just go yeah. around, and they'll kill you if, if you touch them. And I'm just swimming, and one will just shoot out from the screen and kill me. There, There is one point where they... Like, I even stopped. I was like, so will this... This wheel will it come if I um if I like move past a certain point right like like can I, can I trigger it can out? I trigger it and it yeah. was it was triggered like once mm-hmm. I moved to this certain point I was like oh now it's now it's now it's spawned and coming at me but how would you know that on a first run through the yeah. game you and know, and like... I'm like this is this feels like horseshit so. <laughs> I mean that's just games from this era I I doubt any game. Before 2010, I doubt that everything in it has aged perfectly. You know? uh, play Super Mario World. Well, Super Mario Brothers. That's true, too. I mean, Super Mario World is a good comparison because that's also on the Super Nintendo. But I think that game, the enemies come at you a little slower. The sprites of the of Mario and the enemies are a little smaller, so they're taking up less of the screen, like you said. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, yeah, that one was definitely... It, it. It's easier to see the enemies coming at you. Um, but with this one, I think that makes the gameplay a little bit different, where you can't just run all the time. That's bad. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it slows you down. It definitely slows you down. I don't want to slow down on a platformer. Sure. And that's me. And also, I want complete control over my character. In Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, you don't. You you can't. The, uh, to me, Mario can, is the most perfect that a character has ever controlled mm-hmm. because you can like control him with the utmost precision, like in the air and stuff. And uh, and there's like there's control that you have with Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country, 
but not as much. It's much, much more precise, and it just doesn't feel good at all to there, me. There's not as much... Mario is a lot about momentum, even back to yeah. the original um, Super Mario Bros. on NES. There, there's like a, fa- a momentum factor when you're moving, and th- I think that's less present with Donkey Kong Country. There's some momentum that they try to put in, because you have a roll, mm-hmm. um, or a cartwheel as Diddy Kong, and uh, you can use that as like a momentum builder, and uh, to me, it just feels terrible. <laughs> like the the levels are so cramped. Like uh, like I I play I've played Donkey Kong Country Returns, mm-hmm. which is like a spiritual successor to this game. That's a sequel. It's a direct sequel. Is it? I mean, it's it's a sequel to the the third one. Like it's oh. it's meant to be another Donkey Kong Country. Oh. I guess spiritual successor. I, I haven't. I haven't. Played three. So. Oh sure. I, I don't know the storyline of no, the Kong game. The story is not. We're we're splitting hairs. A sequel, spiritual successor. It's part of the Donkey Kong Country series. You Whatever. Know? Um, I love that game because mm-hmm. I feel like it feels better, and maybe that's because this is a Super Nintendo game and that's a Wii game. I don't know. Well, it's interesting with Returns and Tropical Freeze, the other Donkey Kong Country game that has come out recently. The camera is definitely farther back, and the character sprites are smaller. I think if you did a side-by-side, like, percentage-wise, as far as what the Donkey Kong character model is taking up on the screen in Donkey Kong Country and then in Donkey Kong Country Returns, I I bet in Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong's taking up probably, like, 8% of the screen. In Returns, he's probably taking up, like, 5 to 4%. Like, they cut it in half for the better. Uh, and I think that does make the gameplay a little bit smoother. But I think even in Returns, and I haven't played Tropical Freeze, but it's on my list. I have um, not either. Uh, I'm actually, it's on, the, it's on the list. Yeah, yeah I want to play pod- for this for this podcast. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to it eventually. We got to go through the entire Donkey Kong. Franchise. This is our look back at. We the... got to go through Congo Jungle. Uh, DK sixty. I would love to play that game. Actually, I, I would love to play that as well. That's... I never, I never played the Bongo one or whatever. Oh, Jungle Beat. Jungle Beat. I would love to play that. People say that game is fucking amazing, and I it, don't have a GameCube to play it. I haven't played it, but it looks fun. It looks really fun. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, no, I think the gameplay of Donkey Kong Country, which is present in Returns, is it's it's not like Mario where you, you're supposed to like run and jump and kind of like. Uh, I think the Super Mario World does a really good job of letting you have momentum, but then also gradually letting you know that, hey, slow it down a little bit. It's time to kind of platform a little bit. I think Donkey Kong Country does not... um, It it doesn't telegraph that as well as Mario does. I think Donkey Kong Country is a game that wants you to play it a little bit faster, but doesn't tell you when it's time to slow it down as smoothly as something like Super Mario World, if that I makes would, sense. I would agree. That, that is a good way of putting that. But I, I think, too, Donkey Kong Country, I, I like sort of the, the approach to level design. I like going forward, and you can build momentum and then just be fucked you know, like, I, I don't know a, a better never, way to say it. But. I mean, I definitely liked that when I was a kid with playing Sonic, but that's one of my main reasons why I don't like Sonic right. anymore. Yeah. Is like, hey, if you're going to have a game where it's it's about building momentum and going fast and, like, going fast feels good, just, like, zoom your camera out. Like, let me be able to 
uh, to control the character and see what's ahead of me, whatnot, you know. And yeah. um, Sonic doesn't really do that. So it's, it's about like framing the the gameplay, like visually yeah. framing it. And I totally agree that there's uh, you you. It's really annoying in old school Sonic games that Sonic is in the middle of the screen. He should be on the left side of the screen so that you have yeah. maximum reaction. And time. and when when uh, like that game, there this isn't a Sonic like retrospective. Like, in, in Sonic, there's a lot of times where it'll be like, okay, now it's time to do precision platforming. Mm-hmm. And the to me, the controls are not precise enough to be able to do so, and they've gotten better in, in later years. That's the kind of, like, my gripe with the this original country game, is that it's like, okay, this doesn't feel as precise as it should be. And then when I played Returns, I was like, oh, this feels incredible. Like, yeah. th- this, this, this feels exactly what I wanted it to be. Like, the, I love the... The way that Donkey Kong like is able to be controlled, I like the way that he can like grip on the stuff, and there's extra movements and blah blah blah. Like, uh, you know, the the platforming I felt like in that game was really really fun, and like platforming in this is like it feels really weird. I I don't I don't get it. It it feels a little dated. Um, I think it is comparable to a Sonic game because you want to go fast and you want to jump around and there's room for that. Um, but those points when you have to be precise are like present in every level and they just kind of come and go. But I, I don't, I don't mind it. I think it, I think it works. I think my main problem with it is, uh, Donkey Kong's too big and his Diddy Kong is definitely better. Yeah. So he but, controls so much better. Too. But what is uh, what are the benefits and 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 uh, or what what this game has two characters, Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong that you play as. Right. What why what makes them different, Ryan? Well, Donkey Kong's bigger, so he's he feels less. He, Donkey Kong's bigger and he's like jankier shaped. He's weirdly slower, but it's not that noticeable. No, he's a little. He's like one percent slower. It feels like, and he's like visually front heavy. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, it, he feels weird to control. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he can, uh, Donkey Kong can kill certain enemies in one hit, and he can... I don't think Diddy Kong can kill, like, certain enemies, though. Yeah, certain enemies Diddy Kong can't kill by jumping on them, where Donkey Kong can. Can he kill them by rolling? He can throw a barrel at them. Okay. Um, and there are certain enemies that he can kill by rolling, but he can't kill by jumping on them. Like the big, fat Kremlings with the army helmets uh diddy kong can roll on them to kill oh i didn't know that yeah but but he can't jump on them to kill them okay yes oh one weird go ahead i'll get into my weird gripe after no the only other thing i was going to say as far as gameplay distinctions between donkey kong and diddy kong is donkey kong has a ground pound slap move i didn't even use it. i was gonna say i bet you went the whole game without using it because it's so useless honestly and the funny thing with that is it's fun. like you use it in the game to unlock secrets. Basically, mm-hmm. it's not an yeah. attack. Um, but uh, she, when Donkey Kong Country was being developed, I guess Shigeru Miyamoto was like pretty involved. He wasn't like you know programming anything, but he was there for a lot of yeah, the, I mean, the part of his baby. So right, know. Donkey Kong was his was his kid, um, and I uh, apparently suggesting that Donkey Kong have a move to slap the ground was Shigeru Miyamoto's suggestion. And the impression I get is they put it in the game solely for that reason. 
I, I don't get the impression that they designed any gameplay around it. Yeah, because I didn't know it was in the game. And, like, there's parts where you would use it probably to get secrets, as you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. And a lot of times you can just jump from a high altitude and you'll do the same effect that you would if you landed or if you slapped the ground. Right. So, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's necessary. No, I I don't think it is necessary. I think it was the game, the rare developers and programmers being like, well, Shigeru Miyamoto suggested it. We should should put that in. That's a good idea. He's Shigeru Miyamoto. And it's weird because in Returns, there's also the ground slap. And on the Wii, it's used... uh, like by waggling the Wii remote, mm-hmm. and it's played with the Wii remote uh, in a uh, horizontal. horizontal position, um, and uh, it's like completely useless in that. I mean, it's not useless. You use it to solve like puzzles in the levels, but it feels like okay. Why is this here? Yeah, it feels tacked on, um, and I haven't played Tropical it's Freeze. Weird legacy thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a now well-known like thing that Donkey Kong does. I guess is slap the ground. Smash. Yeah, it's which is funny that you can draw the line from Shigeru Miyamoto suggesting that move go in Donkey Kong Country directly to Super Smash. But uh, yeah, so that is the main difference between Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong. Other than the other main difference is, and maybe I'm glad you agree with me. Because I thought it was my own bias, because I've, I've played Donkey Kong Country 2 so much, but I think Diddy Kong controls, like, way, way better than Donkey Kong. So, is Donkey Kong Country 2 the one where Donkey Kong is it in it? He's kidnapped, yeah. Okay. You play as D- Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong. Yeah. okay. If we get to that game, we'll we'll talk more about that. Yeah, well, that, that is a weird element of it. Um, but yeah, for another time. Um... But yeah, um, I, I was going to say I had, did have a weird gripe. I didn't know where to fit this. Maybe when I was fit it right here. Sure. Weird thing. If you're above an enemy and like a platform goes down, cause there's some stuff, some levels of like moving platforms. Mm-hmm. And if you land on their head while you're stationary, like riding a platform, the enemies don't die. They, they'll kill you. Oh, so if. A platform goes down, but you're saying it's like, I'm touching the top of the enemy yes. either way. That is odd. In Mario, I don't know if, like, older Marios do that. Like, I'm pretty sure World... World, you, world you, has that, yeah. You will kill them, but I don't know if, like, 3 or 2 do that at all. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something that I was like, what? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Or 1, I guess. 1 I has moving platforms as well. That was not something I encountered in my playthrough of Donkey Kong Country. I, I definitely was like, oh, I'll just land on this enemy's head. And then and I was like, wait, what? Hmm. What the fuck just happened? Why did I die? I guess it, it read it as you are on the ground. Yes. You're not in the air. And you yes. need to be in the air to land yeah. on the enemy's head, I guess. Which I think is stupid. Sure. But I, whatever. I'll agree with that. That is stupid. But Weird you know, gripe. That that's a coding oversight at best, you know, or at worst. It's... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of weird gripes that I have with this game. Even like, uh, like when I watched the completionist video, he's like, uh, "I love all the animal friends in the game. You have animal friends. Mm-hmm. There's um, uh, Rambi the rhino. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's and correct me because I'm not gonna remember all their names. Uh, 
espresso. Yep, the ostrich. Yeah, very cute name for an ostrich. What's the frog? Is it Wink? It's Winky. Winky, nice. which okay. is a euphemism for penis, I yeah. think. <laughs> but what's there's a uh, uh, swordfish on guard. Yeah, nice. And then what the fuck is it? Four or five? It's there's one more. There's the okay. It's the one that he complained about. It's the parrot. Yes. And the parrot sucks because he's only in one level. Yeah. And he he he's fucking. He doesn't even get like they're like collectibles. In His a lot name of collectibles. is Squawks, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Squawks. Uh, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any other levels that he has said. And so it's like, why the fuck is he here? Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of levels like that. Like, on the one hand, it's cool to see anime variety or that uh, level variety. But some of the shit in it is like, okay, this doesn't feel like level variety. Because, like, you'll be like, this is another jungle level. Or this is another snow top level. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the, like, um, the levels later on that are, like, in the factory. But, because there are a couple of them that are different. Like, there's the one with, like, the fuel cans. Right. Um, there's uh, the one uh, with the, uh, like, barrels that you have to throw at the like bigger guys yes yeah i was like okay like these are like different gameplay things but like a lot of the early levels are just here's a jungle and then like every so often you'll be like here's barrels and you'll be like cool like here's a level that's all full of barrels so yeah it it, it doesn't feel like there's a ton of level variety sometimes but like there's key like interesting levels yeah that's a good way to put it there's key levels that are really interesting and then there's just Donkey Kong Country levels, I think. You know, it's... it's the I think there's what, like... How many environments are there's there in the game? Six worlds, I want to say? How many, like... Because le- there's, like... There's Congo Jungle. Yeah. There's the Kremlin uh, Factory. There's the Monkey Mines. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Congo Peak or whatever. Uh, and then... Uh, like, like underwater levels. No, I'm trying to think of the worlds. The worlds, okay. Uh, and that I mean, there's underwater levels, like in a couple levels. Yeah, or in a right. couple worlds. I'm thinking. I like, think I'm missing like two other worlds. I don't remember. Yeah, I do. This is your childhood game. This is not my childhood game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is. I, I played it when I was a child, but it was. It's not like okay. I I haven't memorized the entire game. Got it. Uh, but I do like this game a lot. Um, okay. But yeah, there's, it feels like there's, there's variety, but sometimes there's not enough to me. If this game cut like 10 or 12 of its levels or like 15, I'd be like perfect length. Like if it cut out the last world. Or I guess, I guess 10 levels would be like two worlds. Like two and a half. Okay. Or like one or one and a half, one and a half or something. Mm -hmm. I'd be like great because oftentimes i felt like there there's like i think six levels in a world and then there's a boss yeah and i was like that's like one or two many levels to me <laughs> like just have like the the boss come at the end of a level for one thing yeah, don't make it its own thing yeah and then also like just you don't need some of these levels like the, i don't know no that, I, that's me i think that's fair i think this game is the levels are harmlessly like fun enough that I don't mind the little bit extra, but I see what you're saying where at a certain point you go like, yeah, I get it. Like this is Donkey Kong country. Like, you know, it's not doing anything horribly 
game changing at that point in the game. Um, but I, I think I thought the length was really good. I thought it was perfect. Like you know, if I, I would love my time with it, but that's, that's just me. Anyway, go no, on. That's fair. Sorry uh, for interrupting you. No, you're, I was gonna say if I was a kid in 1994 buying this, I think I would have got my money's worth. Oh, for sure, because this yeah. game gets hard as shit. Yeah, later absolutely. on, and you you probably would have been like, fuck. Especially like some of the bosses, you're like, what the fuck this. Wow. Okay. I thought the bosses were pretty easy. I mean, I guess I'm just thinking of King K. Rule. Sure. That's it. He's he's he would be tough, and especially like you know, I'm play, we're playing it on Switch, so I had un- unlimited lives essentially. Mm-hmm. So it was it, it was like no harm to just dying, but I can't imagine having ten lives. Yeah. And uh, facing King K. Rule or facing one of those hard uh, moving platform ride levels that would yeah. be. Uh, really tough, especially for a kid, and especially on a small TV. There are also in this game there. This is a game with a save system. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, I mean, Super Nintendo, Nintendo had a bunch of. I don't know why I'm being like, this is a game with a save system. What a revolution! When <laughs> fucking Mario World two years prior had one, um, and like Link to the Past and whatnot. This game is interesting in that way where uh, save systems were relatively new. So it's not like you can just press start and save. You have like a character at a level dedicated to yeah. saving. Imagine playing a first person shooter today and it doesn't just auto save or you can't save. You have to like go. I've played those. They're not fun usually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this it has the great character Candy Kong. That's your save character. The she's amid- your... <laughs> In the video you sent me, they're like, she's Donkey Kong's girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Donkey Kong's girlfriend. Uh, I think you just said they just say girl. Oh, yeah. We can talk about the, the, the making of later. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> that was awesome. It was amazing. Um, but, yeah, so so the save system is is uh, new to this game. And it's not just, like, I'll save after every level. Yeah, you have to go to a different level and then save and then get out of it and then go uh, advance your game. I mean, you can go back to yeah, an earlier level. For sure. You have to use Funky Kong's radical, cool amazing travel system yeah that's a plane with a or a barrel with plane parts attached to it it's really ingenious yeah. i don't know how he thought of it <laughs> he goes whoa dudes yeah and then the he goes i'm gonna make funky mode in 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 two decades and yeah 30 years from now uh you know it's funny um this game does have an interesting sort of uh you know it had an interesting job to do right because th- this is the first game that is a follow-up, a direct follow-up to the Donkey Kong arcade games. You know, like some of the most iconic and classic video games of all yeah. time. Like Donkey Kong is up... The original Donkey Kong arcade is up there with Pac-Man mm-hmm. and Galaga and Centipede and Qbert with like all-time classics. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this these games had the, the task of revitalizing like Donkey Kong as a character... Uh, for you know uh, a modern at that time video game market it's it's really interesting to think you know the way that this game had to kind of evolve what donkey kong was as as a i guess a franchise you know as a series i just said donkey king (laughs) (laughs) donkey kong Uh, i've never seen pixels which that is a, a reference to is it i think i always think of the way Adam Sandler says Donkey Kong in that movie. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, hey, there you go. There's uh, he's got a funny name. He's he's named Donkey Kong. Oh, I mean, that's a whole. You know the story about that, right? Uh, I know that they wanted to name him after they couldn't get the rights to King Kong. No, they well actually. So the Donkey Kong arcade game started out as a Popeye game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, they said, "Oh, we're, we're, we can't get the rights to Popeye. Let's make it a big gorilla instead." And uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, I think it was, wanted to name the character something that to a Western audience would sound like big stupid monkey so he thought donkey kong conveyed like dumb ape basically uh and then there was a whole lawsuit with rko i think it was or maybe it was universal Mm -hmm. who uh said that they owned the king kong name and nintendo's game about a gorilla a giant gorilla with a kong name is infringing on their copyright but the short version is that uh, King Kong was made public domain in a court case years prior. So, oh. Yes. So, I didn't uh, know he was public domain. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think they might have re-upped the copyright or something, but in that specific Fucking court case... Copyright law is dumb. Yeah, I don't know the specific... I don't have any sympathy for copyright laws. So. I don't know if that's what it was. They might have perfectly legally... Because it was public domain at the time, so maybe they just refiled the copyright. I don't know. Okay. Um, but Donkey uh, King Kong was public domain when Donkey Kong came out. So Nintendo was able to keep the name Donkey Kong, uh, and that has stood to this day, which is kind of amazing that there's two big gorilla franchises with, with the word Kong. Kong in the title. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's the original Donkey Kong arcade game. It's a classic. It's iconic. That's how Donkey Kong got his name. And then these games come out, and uh, Nintendo is looking to revitalize some franchises, and uh, they think there's promise with the company Rare for developing a game. And they say, hey, do you want to make a new Donkey Kong game? So I think it's really interesting that the Rare team said, okay, the, the uh, basically the main thing we have to go with is Monkey. Let's build a whole game yeah. around Monkey. It's the first game where Donkey Kong has lore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, his, his lore up to that point was... There was Donkey Kong, and he kidnapped Pauline, mm-hmm. and and other than that, he uh, had a son, Donkey Kong Jr. And that's and it. And he was in Mario Kart. Yeah, and that was it. That's weird too. That Donkey Kong Country and Mario Kart debuted on the same system, and the and in the original Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Jr. is there. Yeah, which he's is in, really weird. He's in his leotard, and yeah. you're like. Oh, like, have they ever like re-released it and just replaced the sprite? They, I don't think they've ever re-released the original Mario Kart for Super Nintendo. Um, uh, pretty sure they have. I'm pretty sure it's on uh, Game Boy Advance. Uh, like some some console. Well, I mean, they might have put it out virtually. That's but, what I mean. Yeah. Why would they replace the sprite though? I mean, if they've it's done, just a re-release. They've I, done weird stuff like that where they're like, "Hey, we're gonna you know re-release this game," and we. Update like they did um, the Mass Effect Legacy Edition. Um, I get that like a lot of work went into that with like HDR and like 4K graphics and whatnot and blah blah blah. Um, but they completely replaced Kelly, like you know Mass Effect Two, like your uh, Kelly Chambers, your like person is like you got email. Mm-hmm. They completely replaced her model in Mass Effect Two with her uh, Mass Effect Three model because they 
they, they were like, well, more now it's more in line with her Mass Effect 3 model, because in Mass Effect 3, they didn't have the original model for her and 2. Yeah, but that's not Nintendo, though. Sure, but I was just wondering, because I'm like, well, like, Donkey Kong looks like an iconic look now. Right. Like, you play Smash Bros, and it's like, there's not Donkey Kong Jr. with the leotard right. on. Right. Like, it's like Donkey Kong with the tie yeah. and whatnot, you know. Well, I, I imagine it... I mean, Donkey Kong Jr. is still fairly well-known in his own right. He was in the first Mario Tennis game, I think. I never played them first mario tennis i love the first mario tennis for nintendo 64 i played all the time i don't know i never had a 64 or he was in mario golf or one of those games donkey kong jr was was that also a 64 game yes the original one was uh but yeah like it's it's weird like they just don't use donkey kong jr at all now uh yeah which, which is interesting because you know you mentioned donkey kong's now iconic red necktie um that debuted with this game too yeah so that's that's another interesting thing is like Rare was like let's just try this or we're gonna go with this and that's now like the standard for Donkey Kong. Yeah. When people think of Donkey Kong, they think of the red necktie and the jungle. They don't think of throwing barrels down steel girders as much. Um, and it's uh, you know the whole thing about like the Kong family that was established in this yeah. game. Yeah, how Cranky Kong is. Uh, who in the game Cranky Kong is an old uh, character. He's an old gorilla, and he he's gives got a hints. beard. He's got a beard. Yeah. He's got a cane. He's an amazing character. I love him so much. And he's got a. He's um, he's at the beginning. Like the game opens, and it's like him on with a little um phonograph, and he's like turning it, yeah. and it's playing like the original Donkey Kong theme. It's awesome. And then Donkey Kong jumps in, and he goes. And he starts rocking out to the the theme. I love that opening. It's It's so fun. It's a great opening, and he's doing his little dance. Yeah, I love the fun. He just like wiggles his arms like that with this cool boombox, and then Cranky Kong comes back in and throws dynamite at him Mm -hmm. or an exploding barrel, and Donkey Kong's eyes pop out, and he goes, (gasps) and then he explodes, and it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and the Cranky Kong also like gives you hints and he yells at you and. At the yeah. end of the game, he's like, you didn't find all the secrets. Yeah. Which, okay. And he, and, he, and he goes, I beat the game in an hour. With one life. Yeah. Which, and, uh, uh, the, uh, did you, the the cranky, the cranky run? Did you know about the cranky run? Yep, that's the thing is, because of that line at the end of the game where Cranky Kong comes in and says, I beat it in an hour with one life. There is something called the Cranky Run, where people will beat Donkey Kong Country 1 in an hour with one life. Yeah, where uh, uh, when I watched Completion's video, he's like, because Completion has redid all of his videos because blah, 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 whatever. Look it That's up. totally, not important. yeah. Not important. Uh, he was like, I did the Cranky Run in my original video, and I was like, I don't want to fucking do this again. <laughs> so he never, he didn't do it for his, like, remake of it, because um, he's like, it's not, like, there's no secret. Yeah. He, he like... He's like, I lo- looked it up, I did research, and then I like, I spoke to the Rare devs, because I, I have contacts with them now, and they were like, Ugh. I was like, is there anything to this? Like, is there, is there anything special to this? And they're like, no, it has, it's not real, There's, it's just like an Easter egg, because originally there was a Cranky Kong mode that they were going to make, that was going to be, Cranky Kong was like, really slow, so it was a joke, that, that he awesome. was, that he was... Super fast. Yeah. Well, and that's... I At the end of that, I didn't take that as a challenge when I, like, 
hey kids, can you beat the game? And in less than an hour, oh, I mean, life. like as somebody who's played like a lot of games, like and like tried to hundred percent them, that sounds like a a hint. Like especially like mm. at the end of like Undertale, when sure. he's like, hey, Flowey's like, hey, why don't you beat the game and not kill anyone? Sure, it's time. That's fair. So yeah, and I guess Don- this game did have a lot of like secrets and secret rooms, so I could see. Uh, and Cranky's whole thing is giving you hints throughout the mm-hmm. game, so that would that okay that that tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I just I know like when I saw it, I was like, I'm not fucking doing like and who the fuck would do that? There's Cranky mode in Tropical Freeze, right? Yeah, you can play as Cranky in Tropical Freeze, yeah. and he does a little cane bounce like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, and it's great. And you know the whole thing about Cranky's supposed to be the original Donkey Kong. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that was something that was established in Donkey Kong Country, which I think is was a really smart choice. Yeah. To, to make it where in the original Donkey Kong arcade game, it's supposed to be the character Cranky Kong. But it's just like he's old now. And now the Donkey Kong with the red necktie is his uh, grandson. Yeah, his grandson, I believe. I don't think it's his son. Um, but yeah, so I like that. Let me look up the lore of Donkey Kong. <laughs> well, I think because it would be Cranky Kong. His son is Donkey Kong Jr., and Donkey Kong Jr.'s son is Red Necktie Donkey Kong. That's what would make the most sense to me. Uh, but yeah, I think that was a really smart thing. Yes, he is the third. Okay, so he's Donkey Kong the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. Th- that's that's like an interesting way to evolve the Donkey Kong like franchise. You know, I think this game informed everything that Donkey Kong is currently, uh, and I can't think of any character that has made a step from being an arcade classic to still being a relevant game character today better except for maybe mario you know what i mean mario and i guess like arcade there's not a lot of arcade characters you're not like oh pac-man yeah pac but even then pac-man is it's not like there's not a pac-man tropical freeze game out. i mean you know there's I mean? like pac like pac-man 99 came out last year like sure. there's been like pac-man championship edition and like those games might not be like in the zeitgeist the way that like donkey kong has been like and they're not like making i mean i guess they just came out with pac world they did the remix of those sure, sure so um and they were making like a bunch of those at the at one point um but i mean um i don't know how well those sold and i don't know how well like those games did uh, i'm pretty sure donkey kong country has done like pretty pretty well for nintendo yeah that that's what i mean is like this first Donkey Kong Country game really pivoted the franchise into its modern form, which is sure. still like a moneymaker today. <laughs> Lord knows Pac-Man World did not do that for Pac-Man. Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, even uh, uh, back in the day, like for the SNES era, what was Pac-Man doing? You know, like he was not sure doing anything like this. It was like, well, I guess we have to make more Pac-Man games, uh... You know, I, I think it's this game has the, a really unique, like, sort of pivoting, well, pivotal role, like, literally a pivotal role in bringing Donkey Kong from an arcade classic to now like a modern franchise. Uh, I think that I think that's interesting. And they they came up with all these new characters. They had to come up with okay, Cranky Kong was the original Kong, and then this new Kong's a different guy, uh, and then he's got a buddy named Diddy Kong. They just uh, had to create a character named Diddy Kong. Yeah, I, it's weird. I mean, can we get into the 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 special video video VHS tape? Yes. That, came, that you had to 
mail in for, I think, yeah, with Nintendo uh, Power. Yeah, I think you could order it if you had a Nintendo Power. Um, but yeah, what is it for? Anyone? There's a there was uh, these things called magazines <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> it's like a but uh, <laughs> it's like an iPad on every page, but it's stuck on the same image. Yeah, Go and on. you have to you have to physically flip a piece of paper and <laughs> and to the next page and and. and, and and it feels it feels like it's got texture to it. It's not just like a flat screen. Anyway, uh, real quick, you I wanted you told me to remind you that you have your hip surgery tomorrow, so don't forget about that. Okay, thank you. Okay, yeah, thank you. Ahead. Okay, no, okay. Anyway, um, you would you would get uh these uh you would get a magazine called Nintendo Power, and then you could mail in to get these VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. They were basically just giant advertisements for the game. Yeah. Uh, they were like this was like I guess this was more like a preview of it. Because yeah. it, it's like a behind the scenes, but then it's also just like them hyping up the game a bunch. They're like, look at these graphics, look at this music. Here we got testers that are showing you some secrets. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it is an absolutely wonderful video that if you've never seen it, go look up. What is it? Donkey Kong Country Donkey Exposed? Kong, yeah, Exposed. It's it's on YouTube for free. Yeah. Because what the fuck is Nintendo doing with this? Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to... It's, it's got this totally radical, like, 15-year-old <laughs> kid, 16-year-old yeah. kid, where he's just like, guys, I'm going into the fucking headquarters. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, I would be like salivating as a kid. Yeah, well, that's what's interesting about that video. Like, the premise is a kid goes into the headquarters to learn about the new Donkey Kong game. And, and they would never do that today. Yeah, well, I mean, even like seeing Nintendo headquarters in it's the It's Rare's 90s, headquarters. It's not or, Yeah, sorry, Rare's headquarters. Just seeing like behind the scenes of game development from that time it's like there's so there's not a lot of like footage of that so even though this is obviously like a a radical 90s promotion it it was cool to be like oh look at that like that's that's where they're making the game that's kind of interesting and it's weird because like you won't you would never see that today there there there's like people like no clip who do documentaries like uh but they usually do them after the fact Mm -hmm. so but though they will do it like they did they did their Hades one, which uh, was, like, all throughout from, like, when it was announced to, like, after they did, like, a retrospective. Right. So they, they uh, you know, and there's, like, Double Fine Adventure, where they're, like, filming them making the game. But there's not very many today. But the, the video exposed is all following the developers in their office showing you off this game. And it is a giant ad. Yeah. It is just an ad. Blatantly an ad. Yeah. It's... If, Maybe if I was a kid and I ordered this from Nintendo Power, I would think it was cool like once. But I imagine on like a rewatch or two, I'd be like, "Wait a minute, this is this is just for oh a no, game. I I would love it. I yeah. would like I wouldn't know that it was an ad. I'd be like, this is fucking awesome, yeah. guys. They have this new Donkey Kong game coming out. I've I have the exposed tape in my house. Well, like uh, you know, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so I probably would have been like, this is the only way I'm going to be able to look at Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> this looks awesome. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that game had a marketing budget behind it. Like mm-hmm. that, Nintendo did a big marketing push for that game. The original Donkey Kong Country is actually the third best-selling Super Nintendo game. Really? Behind? Can you guess what games are the first two best-selling? Super Mario World and A Link to the Past. Close. Super Mario World and that that was the Mario Kart. F- no, the first best-selling game on the Super Nintendo, I believe, is Super Mario World. What's the second? Uh, okay, let me see if I have any more guesses. Uh, I have it here on my shelf. Okay, uh, uh, is it, it's not a TMNT game, is it? No. I'll give you a hint. It's a Mario game. Uh, Mario's Time Machine. Yes. 
Are you serious? No. (laughs) (laughs) You said that that with such conviction. I was like, oh my god. I do have Mario's time machine. I know. I'm trying to think of what you have on the shelf. You said it's not A Link to the Past? No, it's a Mario game. Yeah, okay. It's actually several Mario games. Oh, it's the the All-Star Collection. Yep. Yeah. So those are the first two best-selling Super Nintendo games. Super Mario World and Super Mario All-Stars. And number three is Donkey Kong Country, baby. And, and they also had a... Go ahead. I, don't know, I was, I was just going to say, like, and there's... Uh, I sent you that video, Donkey Kong Country Exposed. Uh, but there's so many Donkey Kong Country commercials you can look up. Um, really? Yeah, there's... And, and the big thing was... Um, the reason Nintendo... Uh, actually, sorry, I'm going to say this first. There's a really cool video. It's like the game trade show from 1994. Oh my god. I'm, um, it's on YouTube. I'm jealous. It's. I'll send it to you. It's awesome. It's just someone like walking around with a camera at that event, and there's like a booth, like a huge booth for the Atari Jaguar there, because uh, they're like trying to sell it. Oh I know, right? <laughs> and then um, there's a huge booth for Donkey Kong Country, and at the top there's like this little um, this little house that looks like Donkey Kong's house, and it lights up and like bounces around as if Donkey Kong is like ruckusing in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like huge vines. Like it, it's a huge display. I'll send it to you. It's fucking awesome. God, that was back when they. Well, that was not when they didn't give a fuck. There was a point in games like marketing where, like at trade shows, they didn't give a fuck, and yeah. they just they spent so much money. That's and that doesn't happen as much anymore. Well, One know, because of COVID, but also just because influencers are like. You can mail me this cool puzzle box. Exactly. You don't need to put on a big trade show display because you have social media, you have influencers, you have so yeah. many better ways, frankly, to get your game, like, to get buzz around your game. But this Donkey Kong display was fucking awesome, and I'll send it to you. I'll send you the video. It's like a 30-minute video. Um, but it just goes to show, like, Nintendo put a lot of faith in this game. Number one, it's the Donkey Kong IP. It's one of their most famous characters and it's like oh his trip to home now you can play donkey kong at home and then guess what the graphics are 3d bitch yeah i mean we haven't really like talked about that but like the graphics in this like there were not 3d games at this point not the super nintendo the playstation and like you got i don't think the playstation had it come out yet i think what was it 91 no the playstation one was like 97 i want to say no no. Well, I get... No, I guess because the PlayStation originally was supposed to be the Super Nintendo, like, disc system. Yes. Okay. So, um, I, th- this is, like, the... Oh, 95. Okay. PS1 came out in 95. Okay. So, this was a year before the PlayStation 1. So, it was right when 3D graphics were about to hit the scene. And um, this game, uh, the way that Rare did the graphics was uh, they had 3D models. Do you know about this process? Yeah. Yeah, they, they had 3D models that they built in 3D, modeled them in 3D, but then uh, took a picture of it, essentially, and put that as a pixel sprite in the game. So it's like a faux 3D. Yeah. It's a very unique style that would probably never be done today. Like, no one would intuit this today. This would only have been done at a time when you're trying to get a 3D game on a console yeah. with 2D hardware. To put into context, like the, the like the original Star Fox is on 64 uh, Super, Nintendo. Super Nintendo, and that had to have a chip in it. 
to run to, to run, run 3D. 3D, yeah, yeah. The the reason Donkey Kong Country is able to do it is because it's not really 3D. Yeah, it's 2D images of 3D models. Yeah, which I guess I guess is 3D, but it's not it's not like a uh, true 3D in the way that Star Fox or you know uh, yeah something like Sonic Adventure or Mario 64 are. And I know a lot of people who are like, I love the way this game looks, and I don't personally. But t- tell me about it. I, 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 it's it's a little bit too busy, and there's not that much. There's there's so much detail, and that and like I can't see it all, and that's annoying. Well, and that's a personal gripe because I don't think it's like a bad looking game, especially not for the era. But it's it's just one of those things where I'm like. Man, I what if this game would have been two D? Mm. So, and well, I'll never know. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a weird gripe of mine. It, well, it's it's interesting because it is something very specific to this era. I, I feel like maybe even like you could criticize the visuals of this game in a way that is only applicable to this game. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of games that do the visual processes that this game does, and it's interesting because if if you're rare, right? Yeah. And you're making a game and you want to show off the 3D graphics, you want to have like easily identifiable 3D character models like that where when the player is playing, they're not going to be like what is that, you know, or like they stand out. Yeah, they they pop. They pop on the screen. Um but the folly of that is at this time I don't think people who worked with 3D were thinking as much about sort of like textures or sort of like uh, visual focus, like uh, foreground, middle ground, background. I mean, this game does have use of foreground, middle ground, background, but it's not in a way where things are in focus or out of focus. Donkey Kong and the background that he's standing on and then the background behind that and anything that's in the foreground, they're all kind of in the same focus, yeah. in the same way. Like, as a human with an eyeball, yeah. if you hold up your finger to your eye and you look at your finger, your finger's in focus and everything that's behind it is blurry. And then if you look at the background, the background is in focus and your finger is blurry. Uh, and with this game, everything's in focus. There's yeah. no, like, depth of field. Uh, so it, it, it looks a little... Unnatural, And I think later with games and then even with like animation and stuff today, where the focus is, the literal like depth wise focus is a decision that animators and game designers are making. It's called depth of field. Yeah, the depth of field. Thank you. That's the the word I've been tap dancing around. I mean, you said it earlier. Right. You knew knew what it was. Yeah. this, This game, Donkey Kong Country, did not really take like depth of field into account in that way. Everything, it has great foreground, middle ground, background, but everything is equally in focus. So when you look at it, it's just kind of like... It can kind of be kind of a little bit busy. I'm looking at the Donkey Kong Country 2 cartridge right now, and I'm like, from the, like, looking at it, like, back here, it's like, I can see Diddy Kong and Diddy Kong, Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong, and then I'm like, I don't see, like, that background, I'm like, I cannot read that at all. This is fucking jammed with a bunch of shit. And it doesn't help that this cartridge is, it's supposed to be on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, ropes and shit everywhere. Um, but, you know, having said that, the game can't direct your attention with depth of field as much. 
So I think to its credit, it uses color really well. I think, sure. um, you know, the enemies are green and blue for the most part. Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong are brown and red. And, and a lot of the environments are uh, uh, green or silver or white or blue. So Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong usually pop pretty well. Yeah. Um, and there's also uh, an interesting sort of visual aesthetic to this game with um, sort of like a sunset look. Yeah. It, it's not, this game does not, like you mentioned, Mario World. Uh, that game, it's either daytime or nighttime. In this, there's uh, levels that look like the sun is just peeking through the jungle trees. There are levels where I think that, like, the second world, like, you go to it and then it, like, starts at daytime. And then you move a little bit forward and then it goes to, like, sunset. Right. Like, in the level, mm-hmm. which at the time was probably like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was probably, I mean, I, games, that wasn't as common. Yeah. No. And, and I think when people say this game has impressive visuals, I think the 3D visuals were impressive for the time and haven't aged quite as well, but the stylistic visuals like that have aged really well. Yeah, I do think that that stuff has, like, aged pretty well, and I think, like, the, like, especially, um, the, like, designs of the characters are just really iconic. Like, I think the Kremlins with their big stupid mouths, <laughs> they, they look great. Yeah, they they look they look awesome. Mm-hmm. So and it's basically just like crocodile, and then do whatever you want to it. Like you yeah. know, have crocodile with armor. Okay, crocodile with muscles. Okay, crocodile jumping back and forth. Okay, like that's the enemies. It's like perfect. Got it done. You know? And there's like some that are like not as iconic. Like you're gonna be like, here's a fucking jellyfish underwater because we need underwater enemies. Right. And then it's like, all right, whatever. Or like the piranhas. Like you don't. Nobody, nobody, there's no smash trophy for the piranhas. No, yeah. And I, and also there's no smash trophy for the fucking, like, orangutan that's throwing yeah. those. I did not remember that enemy at all. I, I didn't either. He also has the last name of Kong. Yeah, it's, what is it? It's like, shitty, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's shitty Kong. <laughs> shitty Kong. Uh, no, what is it? Like, it's like, it's like something where it's like, tricky Kong. Or yeah. Something. It's like. I'm I'm gonna get you Kong. Like it's I'm like gonna... Angry Kong or something. Yeah. It's not cranky. But it's something like shitty Kong, basically. It's yeah. it's like it's like this dude is working for the bad guys. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Kong. And it, he just looks like weirdly out of place. I don't know. Like I when I think of the second game, all the enemies are from the same visual family. But when I look at this game and I look at that orangutan that throws barrels at you, it it's just like who is this? Like it just feels so stuck. Like in why there. didn't they get a? Why didn't they get a guy who could throw barrels that was a crocodile? Yeah, like with long what, arms. Uh huh. What weird. was the point of this? Yeah, it's really weird. I don't like that enemy, and I saw him and I got pissed off. And I, <laughs> I, I didn't. And you love monkeys. And I know. You love orangutans. I, well, he's he's pissed off too. He's throwing barrels at me, and he throws barrels really fast. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you're off screen. And you move forward a little bit, and like five barrels will come in yeah. the, before you even see this. You're like, what guy. the fuck? Yeah, you're like, get <laughs> fuck off. Um, so yeah, the enemies. Uh, I, I think we'll get it. We would get into this more if we ever talk about the second one. But basically, I think the second one. Well, you're gonna pick the second one. It's oh like, yeah, this this is not a. This will happen. Yeah, we will get into this <laughs> as but long as we're both alive to do the, and still want to do the podcast. I'll do it on my own if you die. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the, the second one basically does everything better. Enemy design, uh, panache, um, graphics. Uh, music is debatable, but both games have great music. I mean, um, it doesn't have the uh, the the best music 
Um, maybe, maybe, I don't know if, do you think Gangplank Galleon is the best, or do you think, like, the Congo Jungle Beat is, like, the best? Damn, that's really tough. Because both of them are great, and the thing that I like about Gangplank Galleon is, like, it starts, like, uh, like, very, uh, very soft, mm-hmm. and then it starts going into the beat that you know from Gangplank, Gangplank Galleon. It's yeah. like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Like, I, and I, I had never, I, I had never played that level because, you know, I never got to it as a kid. Um, and of course, like I know Gameplay Galleon now because of Smash Ultimate, the one of the best songs in the entire game. And um, like I was like, I've never heard the original. I don't know if the original is in Smash, but I never like chose to go listen to it. And then I like heard it here. I'm like, damn! Like this, this is the one that that remix is like takes everything from the uh, from the original and makes it like remixed it in a great way. Yeah. But also like it takes that like earlier like slowness and then gets to the like upbeat part from mm-hmm. the original song and i like the original is just really good yeah I, I, I don't know in its own right it's really good in its own right i love that like you said it starts out like it's almost like a like a like a, a music box yeah start where it's, it's just like this small tune uh going and with that level it starts with the upbeat part once you finish uh um uh what what the fuck is King K Rule's first phase. Mm-hmm, yeah. So once you get done with the first phase and he's shooting fucking cannonballs at you, then the upbeat starts. And I'm like Okay, they knew it fucking the what's his name? David uh David Wise. Good job, man. Yeah, it was uh the three people who did the music for this game. One of them was David Wise, and I think he was the lead. Uh, but then Evelyn Fisher and Robin Beanland uh, also did the music. And apparently David Wise was working in, like, a music store, like a record store or something. Mm-hmm. And the two of the developers walked in. They're like, hey, we're looking for this kind of music. And he was like, well, I can play that. And he played it on his, like, keyboard. And they're like, great. Do you want to do the music for Donkey Kong Country? And he was like, I guess. And that's, like, <laughs> how he got into it. Um, uh, that doesn't happen. Well, I guess it does sometimes. Yeah, but. Not, not as much, but... Uh, yeah, um, that, that Gangplank Galleon, I think talking about it now, that probably is my favorite song okay. in this game. Partially because of the song itself, and then all, another part because of the way it's used. It's so, like, awesome. I don't know any other word to say it. It's so awesome to do that fight, and you have the music start small. And then as you fight K. Rule, and you realize, like, oh shit, these attacks are getting bigger. Because yeah. K. Rule's first attack, his first phase is a pretty easy-to-avoid mm-hmm. attack. Like, it's not very imposing. And then as the music drops, and it becomes bigger, and it becomes, like, you know, more uh, intense, his attacks get more intense and stronger. So it really does... It elevates that fight, I think. Like, it, it elevates everything about that so much. And it's so amazing. Yeah. Like, I, the, the best music to me in, in games do that. Like, mm-hmm. Undertale's, like... Save the world, uh, hopes and dreams, like yeah, that linking into each other. That's like it does the exact same thing. Dude, you so. know what, dude, you're so right. That when I think of, um, uh, oh god, uh, what is Sans' song called? Uh, Megalovania. Thank you. When I think of Megalovania, that song is like timed up to the gameplay, yes. and that's the same case with Gangplank Galleon. Yeah. 
that's that's I didn't even connect that, but that mm-hmm. that is amazing when games are able to do that. It really elevates things. Yeah, uh, and this game did it twenty five to thirty years ago. Yeah, so uh, props uh, to them. This game is awesome. almost exactly twenty years. Yeah, so uh, well thirty. 30, 94. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, but the, the other thing that I love about the music, and this applies to Gangplank Galleon, is it, it is more atmospheric than games from this era um, were doing, especially action platformers. Mm-hmm. I can't think of, you know, just to bring up Super Mario World again, all of those tunes are kind of... They're like chip tune Yeah, they're like plucky chip tunes. They're sort of like a skipping along beat. There's some music like the... the... The song, the, the like opening of like Bowser's fight at the very end of the game, where it's like, do 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 do, and then the boss fight starts. But yeah. otherwise, but that's in Donkey Kong Country. That's present throughout. Yeah, uh, you know, like you mentioned the uh, Congo Jungle theme or Jungle Beat. Mm-hmm. Um, that just like starts low and stays low and just kind of cruises there. But it's fast paced enough, fast paced enough to fit. Uh, What's what's happening in the gameplay? Well, like watching the the behind the scenes, they talk about like, hey, like you know, you have these earlier levels and they're like very upbeat, and the music's like upbeat, and then mm-hmm. you get to the water level, and we made it like uh, our team made it like low and and more relaxed because he's like, you just beat a really hard level. Here's a more relaxed yeah. uh, level with more relaxed music, kind of chilling. Yeah, and that's that is a very famous track. Aquatic ambience is what that's called. Uh, people adore that track. I don't really like that track, but uh, that's just me. I think it's good. I think it's it's so ambient, and it uh, was not for such a mainstream popular video game at the time to have a track like that. I think was just it must have sounded super unique for the time. So sure, I think it really left an impression on people. Because um, I saw when I was uh, preparing for this discussion, I was like watching and reading stuff about this game just to get my scope of knowledge of it a little more broad. And people were saying, I saw multiple videos and multiple like threads where people were like, Aquatic Ambience is probably the best song in any video. Wow. Yeah. People love that song. Wow. Uh, There were, there's a million remixes of it. Uh, And you know, what's interesting. I was fucking playing this game uh, to prepare for this discussion and I was like listening to the music, and I was thinking like this, what what genre is this? It's not like techno. I mean, it's like video game music, like chip tune. That's kind of all video game music from this era. What would I call this? It's not jazz. And then it hit me that this is like a precursor to lo-fi music. Yeah, it's at like it's early lo-fi music, and that's I think part of the reason why the soundtrack is still so revered today. It's just this like atmospheric chill background music that puts you in a certain mood and it's it's hard to it was must have been really hard to capture that in games uh from this era and it's it's just so impressive to to play a game from the year i was born and be like this sounds like this music was made today and it's crazy that 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 was like one of the first soundtracks on like video game soundtracks that came out in the u.s yeah like there there were there was stuff like Pac-Man Fever, like, you know... <laughs> like the song? Yeah, like yeah, there, yeah. there were songs about video games, but there wasn't like, we're going to release the Super Mario World soundtrack. Yeah. Well, because video games were still in their infancy at that time, too. Like, as a medium, maybe not their infancy, maybe like their toddler years or childhood. Mm-hmm. But it's like, 
people just weren't there. There was not mainstream attention given to video game soundtracks. No, absolutely not. So yeah, the the fact that the music was well received enough to warrant a, a release, it's like wow, this that's that's uh, really impressive. Um, and I yeah, I just think even if you if someone were to never play this game, they should listen to the soundtrack because it's really good. It's very good. Would you say Gameplay Galleon is your favorite track? I don't know. It's between Congo Jungle and Gameplay Galleon. Probably on different days, I'd probably say either one. I don't I don't know. Congo Jungle is really good too. I like the. And you can tell this this music's good because all the remixes of it in Super Smash Brothers are also really good. Like I love the Congo Jungle like piano riff that comes in um, with the remix. Uh, it's just really, it's really good. It's yeah. just really really good music. You know. I mean, do we have uh, much else to say since we went over like the music and the gameplay and all uh, and all that jazz? Uh, no, I mean I think I've talked about everything that I've wanted to talk about, like, I, I, I think I will leave on the thought of, uh, would you recommend this, that people play this game? And if so, who would you recommend play it? And I wouldn't recommend playing this game. Why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> but I I'm wanted... weird, but I'm weird. No, I, the, play this game because it is uh, for history's sake, if nothing else. It's an important game. It's an important game. I don't enjoy it. Um, I'm not like, I wasn't like, I like, there were, mo- like with you with like Control where you were like, fuck, you know, mm-hmm. playing that at the end of it. Like there were moments where I was like, damn, I keep fucking dying at the end of this. But I wasn't like screaming and like yelling. Mm-hmm. Like, and there are definitely, like I just played... Uh, fucking, uh, Plague Tale, in a sense, the first game, like, in that series, like, a, a couple weeks ago, or, like, a week ago, and at the very end of that game, I had a control moment where it was just, are you, fu-? like, I was screaming, and I don't, <laughs> I don't yell at games, like, and I was like, I have to be quiet, because I'm in an apartment, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, uh, like, there was nothing, like, at this point where I was like, fuck, like, eh, um, and maybe that's because I played it on the Switch and I could make, like, save states whenever I want. Um, but, I mean, it's there. Like, it's the same thing with, like, Kid Icarus, where it's like, play this game on the Switch where you can play it however you want. If yeah. you want to make save states, go ahead. If you if you don't want to, there are save points in this game. You can go back to them and it, almost any time. So, I mean, they're there. It's just kind of hard. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I... Th- th- I don't especially enjoy it, but it's it's important, and I know that people really enjoy it. I'm not gonna like knock people for loving it. No, it's I'm... not Sonic where you're a monster if you love it. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh wait, real quick, can we talk about the plot of this game? There's a plot. Monkey loses bananas. That's the plot. <laughs> so anyway, my recommendation, or I mean my my recommendation. Uh, no, I agree with you. Like I think this game is very culturally relevant. Um, I think it's it's maybe hasn't aged perfectly, but just for uh, how popular it was and sort of the ways in which it was uh, on the cutting edge at the time, I think that makes it an interesting piece to play. Um, how did you feel about the difficulty ramp up? You know, were were you like, whoa, this is way harder it than the last level? It ramps up like way at the end, and like like even Gerard, the completionist, was like, it. So like ramps up in the middle, like what? It's really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I was like, this is 
fucking stupid, like, at the end, but I was never, like, again, I was never, like, throwing my controller around. I was just like, fuck, like, if, if we weren't playing for the podcast, I probably just would have been, like, take a break, like, yeah. which, this game is totally a game where it's, like, just take a break, because, like, the levels are short, but they're not, like, this is not, like, super, this is not the hardest platformer I've ever played, like, I feel like... Cuphead is harder than this game. Yeah, I think I saw a lot of people saying this game's really difficult, which I'm sure if you're playing it with limited lives without like switch save states, it is like more difficult. Um, but I thought the the uh, way the ability this game had gave me room to play it casually. Like I, I really felt like I didn't have to give this game 100% of my attention to beat it. There's a lot of bonus. We didn't talk about the bonus stuff, but there's a lot of bonus stages that give you a ton of lives mm -hmm. so i never felt like i was running out there were a couple times where i get gamed oh uh, got a game over and i like because I, I wasn't doing save states all the time um and uh um it wasn't like i always felt like oh man like that that feel well i felt like it was the game's fault but <laughs> uh but um like i wasn't like super getting a bunch of game over probably at the end if i wasn't using a bunch of save states i probably would have gotten way more frustrated but again like the like this is a fucking snes game where it's like hey i have this game from the blockbuster and that's it yeah so right. like play it like more casually than something like i don't know fucking the witcher where you're sitting down for a six hour session or something yeah i think this would be a really good if you're you know uh an adult and you just want something to play in the background of listening to a podcast or waiting for your food to show up uh, that you ordered or waiting for your food to cook that you made, whatever. Uh, this is a good game that will need your attention in order to uh, complete it, but it's not going to drive you crazy. Like, it's it's a good level of engagement that, that I liked. Um, and I, I think... Uh, oh, shit, I was just going to say something, and now I'm drawing a blank. Oh, yeah, I, I think if you want to go for the completionist route... All those secret rooms do make it more difficult. All the secrets and collectibles definitely add um, more to the game. Uh, but personally, I didn't feel... I mean, part of it is like exploring. Like, I think uh, this game does invite you to kind of explore a little bit with its platforming. But if you don't want to do that, and I don't feel like it's necessary to enjoy the game. There is a percentage, but I, I'm not, I'm like, apparently the percentage is not, like, the Kong level, or the Kong letters. Yeah. Uh, or, like, the animals, like. It's collectibles. It's, it's just, it's actually just the secret rooms. Yeah, that's what it was. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, like, beat them correctly, you just have to get in them. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And you can get. It's deceiving because you can get 102%, I think. It's 101. 101, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't stop at 100%. Um, but I don't. I think if you just played this game uh, without doing all the secret rooms, like you don't have to get 101% to get like what the appeal is and get... If you love it, go back and play it and get 100%. But otherwise, I'm like, fucking don't know. <laughs> I, this I is not it... a completionist game to me. I'm like, eh... No, this is a weekend game to me. This is yeah. a, uh, I've never played it before. Let me try it out because it's such an important game. And then I'll see what all the fuss is about. Um, it, it is interesting. I think there's a lot of nostalgia for this game. Um, so I think uh, playing it without any childhood memories of it or like childhood fondness for it might give you a more interesting perspective on what the flaws are and and what the strengths are. I mean, that, that was 
that was me because like I don't have a lot of nostalgia for it, and I'm sure. like I don't know why people love this game that much. Yeah, I really don't have a lot of nostalgia for it either. Um, but I do for two, and I, this game plays the same as two, probably. Yeah, this this game definitely upped my nostalgia because uh, because of its connection to two. Um, but I still had a good time with it. Maybe it's because I love the second one so much, but I, I thought it was a nice casual game to to play while I was waiting for my noodles to to cook. <laughs> I so. played it in bed while watching One Piece a lot. That too. This is perfect uh switch tra- I actually played this on an airplane too. Were you about to say switch trash? No, switch travel <laughs> material. Okay. I was like this no. is switch trash. This is a you shovelware switch game. You love yeah. this game. No, no. Th- this is like when I think of a video game, this is what I think of. Like a, okay. a platformer that you jump around and you're a monkey. You know, like it's, <laughs> I think it's simple. I think if nothing else, the gameplay is really simple that I, I can't imagine anyone would be like, this game's broken. It's like, no, it's a 2D action platformer. It's fun. Like, just go for it. So uh, that's, yeah, I, I think um, I'm a little bit warmer on it than you are. Uh, but it is still flawed and kind of bullshit at parts. But, uh, yeah, it was not like a character where I was like, I don't want to go into this. And then I was like, oh, pa- pleasantly surprised. This is more of like a, <sighs> okay. <laughs> like playing this game. I, I disagree, but. And then you beat it and you were like, okay. I, I went, cool, I'm done. I'm going to yeah. go play some Halo before bed. <laughs> you, you know, I think what elevates this game is those additional kind of like uh, cosmetic elements, like the graphics and the music. I think those, if nothing else, those two elements make this game more interesting to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's all my thoughts on Donkey Kong Country. How many uh, bananas would you give it out of 10 if 10 is the best and 1 is the worst? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I could not rate this game. I don't think. That's fair. I just I don't. I, well, I don't believe in like dude, ratings. That was like the second time this whole podcast that bananas were brought up. Can you believe that? <laughs> I just wanted to bring up bananas again because we. This has been a significantly lacking of banana Donkey Kong discussion. <laughs> Remember in that in the behind the scenes where it just randomly cuts to the cafeteria where the guy's like, "We got banana on the mode, <laughs> yeah. banana pudding, yeah. banana," and then it'll cut, and then like t- five minutes later, it'll be like, "Banana strudel, <laughs> banana and peanut butter sandwiches." That's a good joke. It's a good joke. They should have gone further where they showed that guy like at home in bed with his wife being like, banana avocado, banana pie. That would have been great. Yeah. Kids would be like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) This is like a weird, why am I seeing this guy's house? We should do that. That that, that video ends with them showing Killer Instinct. They go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, well, that's uh, worth noting. Cranky Kong, uh, I don't know if it's this game or the second game, but in the background there's a Killer Instinct arcade cabinet. At uh, Cranky Kong's location. Yeah, that's the that's the hidden thing about the VHS is that he goes like, "I'm going to go into this room. They're, I don't know if they're going to let me in here or whatever." Or he's like, "We should check out this room. I want to say hi to the developers." And he's like, "Hey, developers, it's me, the kid that you invited." And they're like, "Oh, boo!" And they're playing fucking Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, "Get the fuck out of the room, kid! <laughs> you piece of shit! You fucked up you my Killer Instinct!" Are. And you can like you can barely read Killer Instinct, but it clearly. <laughs> but anybody like from the future would be like, "That's Killer Instinct." Yeah, anyone who knows it, yeah. it's it's funny. Killer Instinct is like not 
it's in hindsight that's so like inferior to Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Dude, it they made, remade it on the Xbox like years later. Like they did like a new Killer Instinct, and that was like a big like to do mm-hmm. like with Rare, and it was also a, like a free to play game on Xbox. Yeah, it was oh. like it was like free, and then you would like buy characters. Hmm. Oh, that. Oh, okay. So it sucked. <laughs> so it was stupid. Look. Well. We'll have to do a review of that I don't someday. play Donkey Kong. So I mean, that's the reason I can't fucking play, like, Genshin Impact. They're like, you have to, like, get characters from a, ga- a gotcha thing. I'm like, I'll just pay you, like, $200 to get every character. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm care. Not, I, I don't want to roll for these. Dude, that's what I like about playing games from this era. Like, when we play Donkey Kong, when we play Kid Icarus. I turn the fucking game on, and I play the fucking game, and I beat it, and I go to bed. I smoke a cigar. I smoke a cigar. I sit down with my game, and I play it, and then I go to fucking bed. I don't need these downloads and this virtual reality and this predatory loot crates. The only loot crate I have is in my ass. (laughs) Kids, get that reference. All All our children listeners. Yeah, everyone loves Eddie Murphy's Gumby. <laughs> There's a big overlap with fans of uh, video game podcasts. Fans of Infinite Pixels and, yeah, and Gumby. And, you know, if if the fans of Infinite Pixels are our friends, then there is a big overlap yes. with with uh, people who like Eddie Murphy's Gumby. We still have not gotten like a new email. That's fine. Hey, well, I, I went and I was like, let me just check the email real quick to see if we got any. And I was like, nope. No one's emailing about Gumby this week. Oh my god, it would be hilarious if, like, some, like, fucking Jake Paul or something was like, I've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> I love These guys are great. They talked about Grim Fandango. That game is tight. It's every day, bro. That's it's, what I said about the podcast. It's Grim Fandango, bro. That's what I said. What would you do if Jake Paul said I listened to the podcast? I would tell him, don't listen. Really? Fuck off. I would say, I don't want you to listen. I'd be like, oh, whatever. I would say, you're a bad person. Get away from me. (laughs) Jake Paul. Here's my hot take. I don't like Jake Paul. One of my friends met him and said he was fine. But she also has a crush on him, so. Well, that's... She met Jake and Logan Paul. And was filming... And they were playing Donkey Kong Country. No, they were filming a video for uh, shoes. That's And she had to film it. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, that good for her. I, I uh, mean, you know, she was like, "I get to go to his fucking house. It's cool." How could you have a crush on Jake Paul? I'd ask her. I don't know. I mean, I get they're like in shape, I guess, but they're just so transparently terrible. I don't know. Go ask her. I will give me her number. <laughs> okay. I boop, will. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Here it is in your phone. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say about Donkey Kong Country. Did you I don't have anything either. you wanted to say about anything? About anything? Yeah. I, I don't have nothing to say about nothing. No. Um, I, I didn't write anything this week. I didn't work on anything this week. Sorry to my family. I forgive you. I'm, your family in time will forgive you. <laughs> uh, I'll have stuff going up later. Um, did you work on anything? Uh, no, I did not work on anything, but I'm going to plug pre-game discharge again on YouTube just because I like Did you enjoy it? I did. I want, I meant to send you an episode from Halloween, but now that Halloween's passed, I'm not going to send it to you because it's, well, you know, I mean, if you still want to, I think it's funny, but, uh, but yeah. I don't know if I would have watched it. Check, if you, check out pre-game discard, just 
pregame this dis card. no pregame discharge because it's a funny and succinct summary of gaming news. So that's what I watch it for. Uh, I don't think I've even like watched anything. Oh, you know who I should promote that don't get enough love? Hmm. Uh, Skycorp Home Video. Go watch some fucking Skycorp Home Video. If you like, especially 90s or like 80s shit, which Donkey Kong Country is like this, it's from that era. These are guys that, they they have like, let me look at their subscriber count. Because they do not have enough subscribers. And it is baffling. They have 191 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm like, how? 191? 191. Thousand. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, if I mean, if they had one hundred and ninety-one, I'd be like, "Whoa, that's that really would cool. be baffling." Yeah. No, but they they make really. They're the guys who did the like uh the uh the sex video. Yeah, the virginity that's is the, cool. Yeah, yeah. go yeah. look up their their uh like sex video. Uh, that that video is it's awesome. Very funny, and they have a lot of other great stuff that like all of it is like using old cameras, mm-hmm. and it's very. Very 90s and very funny. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can follow me on the Twitter for as long as it's going to be around for... <laughs> Topical! <laughs> um, uh, at uh, Ironheart1183. You can follow Ryan at uh, S-K-R-Y-D-L-Y. Nice, yeah, you got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then follow the podcast at podcast underscore pixels or write into us because I just lamented how we don't have any emails written to us. What's the email? Uh, infinitepixelspodcast at gmail.com. There you go. Uh, 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 but I guess we should name the next game because that's what we do here. We just continually go down a list of the things that we want to talk about mm-hmm. until we get to the list or until we get beat all the stuff and then we go, what do we play now? Um, anyway, uh, the game that you played, you said, let's play a game that you love, mm-hmm. uh, Donkey Kong Country. So let's play a game that I love. Uh, uh, I think it's time for the Dead Space series All right. to start because the remake's coming out in January. And I'm like, uh, this would probably be the most topical time to talk about it. Let's talk about it. So um, I'm not sure... I think it's 12 chapters. Let me look up how long to beat. Uh, do you want to do it in three episodes or two? How many hours is it? Uh, how long to beat says it is vamping for time. Says it's uh, 11 hours. Okay. Um, 20 hours for completionist, which would not... We're not, I'm not doing that. I'm, I already 100% of the game. I got all the fucking achievements on the original Xbox 360 game. It's fucking fine. I don't... I'm not a completionist. You have to beat the game with just the line... Uh, not the line gun. The fucking plasma cutter. It's fun. Uh, I, I think we should do that in one episode. One episode? Yeah, I think we should. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I think... Ten hours? Okay, I mean, we don't have to go game by game. Or chapter by chapter. I, I Yeah, I think it's better to just talk about the whole game in one episode. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I, I, I'm more worried about how much time to mm-hmm. beat it than anything else. But, I, I, and I gotta play God of War. No, um, no, it's fine. If, if okay. We can do two if you want. I, I, no, I just suggested one. We can do one. Well, 
Okay. We can do one episode for the entire game. We won't go fucking chapter by chapter that. We'll just we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh that's the episode. Uh do you have anything to say at the end of the episode, Ryan? Uh thanks for listening. Ha what what the fuck am I doing? Thanks for listening, everybody. Copycat. I, well, I was trying to do like a funny thing where I made a noise, but uh, it was bad. So that's it. <laughs>